Segunda Show. The oral surgery has healed, but the sleep deprivation has taken over, so this should be slightly worse. November 1st, you can find us at Pocatello, Idaho, in Pocatello, whatever, at Club Charlie's. November 2nd, we will be at TF Brick House in Twin Falls, Idaho. And November 4th, we are coming back to Salt Lake City. Those tickets are more than half sold out, so you better grab them soon. You can find tickets and other information at mormonandthemethhead.com. For once she was dead, but now she is risen. You're listening to Mormon and the Method. If you put a Mormon and a Method together, this is what they sound like. Aaron Woodall and just a radar fence. Listen to them talking to Mike. Greetings, brothers and sisters. Welcome to Sunday School with Aaron. Could you please try to keep a spirit of reverence, <laughs> Sister Sorry. Reed? Sorry. This is Sunday School. We're gonna we're gonna talk about scripture stories. I'm going to retell Book of Mormon stories while on acid because I feel. It's best to enjoy these stories in the same state of mind that Joseph was in <laughs> when he wrote them. Oh, shit. It's getting serious already. Was he doing acid? There are. So, I, you know, my friend Danny that loves to talk about uh, uh, early Mormons and magic. And every time I go camping with Danny, I, I like tell you more stuff about this book that I say that we're going to read. But, you know, we're never going we're never going to read it. But it's there's. A lot of mysticism around early Mormonism because that's what was like in vogue in America at that time. There was a lot of stuff about magic and the Smiths were into magic. They they loved it. They loved that stuff. And so there's a lot of it in early Mormonism. And then as it became a kind of a boring corporation, they got really conservative and started wearing suits and stuff. And now they're just boring Christian religion. But in the beginning, there's lots of magic stuff. And so there I'm so I'm surprised I haven't bought a book yet, but I'm so fascinated with Mormonism as it shifted from Joseph Smith's death to Brigham Young. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to know how much because there's so much alien school type magic in the joseph smith version not mm -hmm. to say there wasn't also a bunch of you know imagine if the beatles were still the beatles until john lennon got shot and then after that yeah. then uh uh like <laughs> uh Paul just took over and just made it, made the Beatles just super super conservative corporate music like yeah. that's uh Joseph was the dreamer man Joseph was also probably I, I I don't know I don't know what my opinion is on Joseph if I, if I think he's a good dude or a bad dude or whatever but I think he definitely was a dreamer <laughs> dream big baby he had a lot of weird shit that he wanted to do you know fucking babysitters included <laughs> but. I, when they when they moved to Utah, they became just a money making machine. Man, you saw they saw how much 
you have your own state. You can be a state. You can have all this political power. You can have all these natural resources. You can have all this business and stuff. And so you couldn't do any of the the cool stuff anymore. You had to keep that hush-hush. You had to fit in, fall in line, and uh, give up polygamy. God (laughs) damn it. (laughs) But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Like, you know, how, like when you tell me that the, the the secret stuff that's behind the veil is all just this really masonry stuff. No, oh. uh, they give you everyone the same name that day. Yeah. And you, you you finally get behind the thing and it's you watch a movie, you know, <laughs> I'm like, was there actual magic? OK, so one of the the um, the first temple, the first temple that we ever built was in Kirtland, Ohio. That's what we they kind of formed the church kind of formed in New York. That's where Joe Smith is from. But the first place it settled, really settled, was Ohio, Kirtland. And they built a temple, a house of the Lord. So God lives on in Kolob. He's a celestial being and stuff. And our world has fallen. And it's dirty and it's broken. Kolob God, is? No, no, no. Oh, our world. Our okay. world, right? A temple is a house of God. It's a place where God can come and inhabit earth. Because it's holy. And it's kept holy. And that's why temple inter- you get interviewed before you go to the temple and why i felt so i couldn't lie because if i walked into the temple unholy then god couldn't his presence couldn't be there anymore because he couldn't inhabit the same space that it which i never thought about the power that i had over god as yeah. a 12 year old <laughs> i never i never i was just like oh no i can't i don't want to defile god's house but the attitude i should have had would have been like walking in and be like about to defile this house, you little bitch. <laughs> oh, what? You thought you thought you were safe in your own house? Boom! Guess what? I just made you leave your own house. And I'm walking around like I own the place because you know what? I do. I am now the most powerful being in this room because I just made the creator of the heavens and earth leave because he was scared of my presence, you know? Yeah. Because I jerked off <laughs> to that episode of Dark Angel starring Jessica Alba. <laughs> Directed by James Cameron. Oh, what a sexy, <laughs> sexy episode that was. So they, it was really important in the restoration of the church because we believe we're the we, we believe the true church of Jesus Christ fell away from the earth in apostasy, and that Joseph restored it, put it back on the earth. And so that's this temple in Kirtland, oh. Ohio, is the first time God has had a temple on earth in millennium or whatever, and. So there were a lot of things that got restored. Elijah came and restored keys of the priesthood and bestowed them on Joseph. And Joseph and and Oliver like talk about meeting Elijah and stuff. But all the members, there are lots of journal entries that talk about people seeing angels. I mean, like the this it was like a three day event of them dedicating the temple and open and like everyone was having visions. The heavens opened up. There's an outpouring of the spirit. And like people were so excited because everything Joseph said would happen is coming true. Like this, we, we, we put all this time and effort into building this temple. And, and now look, look at all these crazy visions and stuff. Like this, these are the end times. God's true church has been restored. And that's great. Now, there are some modern theories that say everyone was just on acid. Uh, knowingly on acid? Uh, I, yeah. Like, yeah. That that's what they were fucking into. 
They 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 had spent all their time, and I, and I that's not a crazy of a stretch to me. No, not at all. I feel like I could see people being like, "Yeah, I want to heighten my spiritual experience." The, you know, we just spent years building this temple. Now it's time to party a little bit. I want to see God's face, and they did. I can't say historical like facts to back it up. I would say that there are some credible theories that yeah, Joseph Joseph was using psychedelics at certain points. They're, Interesting. Even if it didn't happen, it's fun to think about. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fun to think about. Well, so that would explain, like, if he was using psychedelics, he could be getting behind the veil enough to pick up and have enough of the truth. If well, you, the alien school truth. I think that there's just, I don't know. I'm not a historian and I haven't done a whole bunch of research. I might pick up my penchant for it and, and look into it again someday. But basically, when I found out that it wasn't true, I didn't care anymore about the the whys and the who's and the and the hows and stuff. I just knew that it wasn't true, so I stopped looking into it. And but there's a lot of people who have done extensive research on Joseph and like what he was about and stuff. And uh, it might be interesting to. Has there some... ever been a movie made about uh, like a non-Mormon movie made right. about? Because this is a fucking interesting. All the the religions. Because I'm like maybe I just think Mormonism super cool because of you, but. I have spent a lot of time talking to Jehovah's Witnesses, and I'm like, no, this is just awful. This is ever, <laughs> this is terrible. Everything about it's terrible. Uh, Maybe I'm just a good Jehovah's Witnesses. Don't have this. There's magic in more. I guess I haven't met bad Mormons yet, but you do love every Mormon you meet. You really I like fucking them. Love them. That you guys have an energy about you. And then someone told me recently. Tell me if this is true. That statistically, Mormons are the happiest religion who told i don't know i have no I idea if that's that true thing. or not i think that uh utah i've i've seen people tout statistics that say utah is one of the most medicated states like for depression and stuff that they're all on yeah because we get into like a lot of the darkness of, and... of of shame and everything else right but right but i don't know about a sweet energy about there is there is there is something adorable about us yeah i don't know what it is but the stuff that I do know about Joseph, he was his family was into mysticism. His family was into magic. His family was into gold digging and treasure hunting and stuff. And that's he had bought this this seer stone that he has is something that his family bought. His family bought and then uh, and they were using it to like find gold and stuff before he came up with a religion, you know. And then that seer stone became part of translating the Book of Mormon and stuff. And uh, I mean that's a that's a good nice multi-purpose rock that yeah. you have. <laughs> you like this? Yeah, yeah. This 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 rock this rock uh, helps me find treasure and also helps me uh, translate ancient reformed Hebrew Egyptian uh, hieroglyphs into a religion. It's it's a, a good investment that yeah. his family made <laughs> on that rock. You know. Why would they hide that part? Why was it the seer stone the part that was hidden? What was the Yeah, they I don't know why they I don't know why they hid the stuff that they did hide. Because the stuff that they don't hide is, is batshit yeah. already. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, listen, listen, listen. If we're gonna tell people uh that uh an angel appeared to uh a, a a 12 year old boy in the middle of the night and uh, told him where to go f dig up plates that were left there by an ancient Jewish prophet who had, <laughs> who, 
who came to America <laughs> and was the last of his the last of his people <laughs> after the now American Indians uh, killed them all uh, and. Oh, also, Jesus came to America. <laughs> Sorry, I just get that. Jesus came to America. And anyway, can we just leave out the part about the rock? <laughs> like, I just think this is a tough sell as it is. Could we just... I just don't really like the image of his face in a hat. That's the only... <laughs> like, told you, they're just a good PR thing. They're just like, I can't, I can't sell... You, we need to see his face. We need to see how happy he is when he's translating. You know, people aren't going to get behind the face in the hat picture. We tested it. Several different groups. No one liked it. They couldn't connect to him. You need a spokesman you can connect to. I want to see a bright, smiling, prophetic face translating scripture. Okay. How did they say he translated it? Just he knew how it gets depicted. Yeah, is uh, him. There's like a table, and there's a sheet in in the middle of the table, and he's on one side with the golden plates, reading. He, and he's just like sitting over the golden plates, just looking at them, and on the other side is his scribe, uh, who's writing down what he says. So he's just looking at the plates, saying out loud what the what the scriptures are. He's just like, okay, first Nephi chapter, uh, chapter one, I Nephi having been born of goodly parents. That's Oliver's like, got his quill. I, how do you spell Nephi? What is this? <laughs> and he's like, ah, with a PH, you dumbass. <laughs> Someone get Martin back. I, <laughs> what happened to Martin. Oh, that's right. He lost 116 pages. <laughs> Fuck. You cannot find a good scribe. <sighs> Hold on. Is that a real person? <laughs> Where's Fanny? Can Fanny get back in here? Because God damn if I'm not going to release some tension. Uh... Dude, I should be on Mormon Stories podcast. I would fucking crush. Uh, that that's the audience that I uh, right now. If you are listening and you're and you're not laughing at any of these uh, spot on references that I have made, uh, it's because you're part of the meth head demographic. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry to to have excluded you. No, all right. So, uh, Martin Harris and the hundred and sixteen pages. There was a book before the first book of Nephi, and it was called the Book of Lehi. Nephi's dad. It's 116 pages. The first 116 pages uh, Joseph had translated. And Martin, he said, hey, man, if I could just show my family what you've written, they'll believe me. They'll believe it. If I could just show this, if I could just show this to them, there's just so much pressure on me right now, Joseph. <laughs> Everyone is like, that guy's not a prophet. He's a fucking gold digger, treasure hunter, man. You are being conned. We all know this guy. And they don't know you like I do. And if you could just give me these these pages, if I could just show it to my family. And Joseph's like, no. Well, first Joseph asked God. Joseph asked God, and God yeah. says, God says no. 
And so Joseph's like, man, no, God said no. Martin asks him again. And he's like, just go. Would you just ask God, please, like one more time? Just ask him. I don't know if, if you didn't explain it. to. Uh, listen, I know you're the prophet. <laughs> I'm not saying. But like, did you tell them how important it was to my family? And so Joseph goes and asks God a second time. Comes back and he's like, hey, man, God still said no. And Martin's like, I really want my dad not to disown me. So uh, I'd like my wife not to divorce me. And uh, can you please just ask God one more time? So then Joseph asks God one more time. And God's like, yeah, whatever. Do wow. it. Do it. So God is a, is a, a, a frustrated parent. Yeah. He just wants to finish playing on their phone. And so then he goes, he gives them the, the first 116 pages that they had translated the Book of Mormon. And uh, Martin comes home and he's like, guys, uh, I I brought that proof that you asked for. And they're like, great. And they take the pages and they're like, all right, prophet, write him again. You're a prophet. You're a prophet. Oh, my God. You're a prophet that, that gets stuff from God. Write these pages again. Go, go, go translate them again. And then uh, we'll see. We'll see how prophetic you are. And, uh, boy, was God mad. <laughs> boy, did God say, I told you so. God was like, uh, Joseph, don't you ever ask me three times for anything ever again? Cause this is what's going to happen. God, he punished Joseph. He took away, he took away the ability to translate. He took away the plates for a time. He took away the ability to translate. What the fuck, Jessa? I've been told I was told that story my whole life and I never saw it for the absolute bullshit that it was. Where I was just like, uh, I, I it all made sense. It all made sense. That I was like, Yep, he questioned God too many times, and so then he had to be punished and he, he wasn't able to translate anymore. He lost the gift. He lost the gift because he didn't have the spirit with him because he questioned God. No, Martin's family is fucking correct. They're just like, we. if you're a prophet, you you could translate this again. And then and then this con man is like, oh, well, now God's mad at me. Yeah, and yeah. I can't right now. Uh, yeah, uh, my God goes to a different school. You don't know her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh-huh, yeah. and everyone and everyone there is like this guy's so full of shit and then he just moved to a different town and then c- convinced other people oh, really? <laughs> he got, he got, we got so um anyway that's when but there's 116 pages that they never so we mormons talk about all the time that we because we we've been denied those scriptures we'll never know we'll never know what they held because god in his infinite wisdom said I could tell Joe's. <laughs> so they're like, Joseph, if you're a real prophet, if you're a real prophet, you'll translate it again. And Joseph came back. What a what a G. What a G. He's like, um, I could translate it again. But even if I did, you guys would probably change your copies to make it seem like I messed up when I didn't really mess up. You guys oh. are just you guys are just uh, the liberal fake news media that just wants to put me put a put a bad name on the Smith household, so he just refused to to translate those pages again, and we and he just started over with a new book. And That's so, so where do you get this information? Where do you get? Because this is what's so interesting about the Mormon 
religion because it's not just the Book of Mormon and the Bible. It's also this whole y'all also learn all of this history and origin all the, of the yeah, Mormon church history. Church. Uh, in church, we rotate like every four years. It's like we we'll cover New Testament, Old Testament, Book of Mormon. Doctrine and Covenants is the fourth book. Doctrine and Covenants, Pearl of Great Price, kind of rolled in with church history. Uh, the Doctrine and Covenants is a collection of revelations that Joseph was given. So, I mean, that was the cool thing about being Mormon, was that there was a modern-day Moses. We didn't have to just read old books of of revelations that God gave to a prophet a long time ago. There's a prophet here right now that's getting revelations right now. So Joseph was writing out a whole bunch of revelations all the time. Anytime uh, he wanted to to fuck a new babysitter, he just wrote a new. And then God and then God said this was cool too. And you know, it's uh, and so there is a lot of cool church. <laughs> There's a lot of cool church history stuff that then because when you're learning that the doctrine and covenants is a pretty uh, it's not it's not that cool. Uh, it's it's just a list of people that Joseph's <laughs> fucking. It's not really. I don't want people. People are gonna think that's really what it is, but it's not. It's whatever. It's just a bunch of. It's just a bunch of bullshit. Joseph was making up though. Like, <laughs> he's like, and underneath this rock is an ancient Lamanite general, and they're like, this, this. We lifted up the rock, and there's nothing there. Yeah, well, Martin's family stole the bones. <laughs> so, uh, what can you expect? But you just say stuff. So I feel like we would we would cover a lot of the church history as we were going over doctrine and covenants, and that stuff is cool. Like when you put it all into context and stuff, and like the the early days of Mormonism and the stuff still exists today. That's so cool. The like of like building up this kingdom of God, right? The early days of Mormonism was really cool with the Kirtland Church and stuff. So there's all these cool stories to that are fun to like go back. And so I do think Mormons talk about their history a lot and it is a pretty recent one right as opposed to other religions and that's its undoing it's nuts to me that i lasted as long as i did hearing that story of martin harris's family and never once seeing them as the good guys yeah uh but when you put when your history is that recent and you're talking about it that often you're gonna lose a lot of people you're gonna lose a lot of members who are like uh this seems like bullshit <laughs> i just was a dumb one i was a dumb one who just swallowed everything i was like uh-huh yeah yeah god's wisdom that's he did it but anyway you want to hear some stories yeah you want to hear some stories these are these are str- straight from the pages of your favorite book of mormon these are direct you want to hear the story of the sons of mosiah yeah yeah all right so let alma Alma and Mosiah, right? They're so cool. They're so important that they had sons who we just are referred to by their dad's name. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's Alma the Younger. So there's Alma <laughs> and then Alma the Younger. Keep in mind, Joseph's uh, Joseph's dad is also named Joseph. Uh, <laughs> There's a, jo- there's a Joseph Smith senior and uh and junior and then and then and then this this uh original genius is over here writing like 
what if his name was Joseph the Younger? <laughs> uh, no one will tell. And someone's like, maybe you should change that the the Joseph part. <laughs> Coily looks around the room. Uh, Alma, okay. <laughs> What's an Indian name? Alma? Okay. <laughs> Dude, if you ever take Why a... was his voice so Because <laughs> he's 14. <laughs> hey! Dad, I saw God in the in the woods. Wait, hold on. He was... How old was Joseph Smith when this shit went... I just okay. said Smith. <laughs> this is Joseph Smith. Ho visto una colonna di luce. Esattamente sopra la mia testa. The first vision. That's the first vision in Italian right there. The first vision happened in 1820 when he was 14 years old. Oh, okay. The first time he saw God, he said it happens when he was 14. Now, he doesn't start telling people about this until he's older. Okay. So he's, I don't know, 19, 20 or something when this. He is 24 when he forms the Mormon religion. Okay. And that's it. That's 18. That's April 6th, 1830, which is Jesus' birthday, if you didn't know. <laughs> That's what Joseph said. It was Joseph, wait, what is what? what a- April sixth. He was like, we formed the, okay, the church Jesus on, is definitely on April. On the fucking Aries. <laughs> There's a zero percent chance that Jesus is a fucking Aries. <laughs> Tell me why? Why? Because uh, that is the sign of the child. Because each sign is a, a stage in evolution, right? So the oldest is Pisces. The almost. The second is the oldest is Aquarius. Before that, it's Capricorn. And so they all line up. So the very first one is Aries. So they are the toddler of the Zodiac. Mm. So I don't, yeah. I don't see it. This is so funny because we're like, Mormons love to talk about how Jesus was definitely born in April. They're like, uh, yeah, well, if you, if you, when, when they can talk about these scriptural references that like he was probably born in the, in the and then they're like, Mormons love to talk about how Jesus was born in April. And I love that you just put it to bed with like, no, he's not a fucking Aries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did see a thing one time uh, when I was going through alien school stuff on the internet where someone had figured it out by, by his birth chart. They figured out what Jesus' birth chart must have been through all these clues, and it was a February 18th. February 18th? That's your birthday. That's my birthday, yeah. Oh, wow. I loved that. How convenient. (laughs) But it was the... February 18th is the cusp between Pisces and Aquarius, Mm -hmm. which the shift of the video game that's happening is because the procession of the ages goes backwards. And so it goes from Pisces to Aquarius rather than Aquarius to Pisces. And the the cusp that we were in in 2000 was the cusp between the age of Pisces and the age of Aquarius. So February 18th is it's essentially the embodiment of that cusp, that shift between the ages, which is why I think I'm so good at it. Mm, mm. Anyway, they just, they just happened to be April 6th and then Joseph was like, yeah, and God also says <laughs> it's his birthday. It was Jesus' birthday. <laughs> wow, God of miracles. Uh, anyway, he forms that uh, in 1830. Okay, when he's, when so, he's 24. But he's the story is that he was a 14 year old boy when he first saw God and Jesus Christ, and uh, when when Angel Moroni first told him uh, where the golden plates were hidden. 
Okay. Until about that. And he was he was able to see the golden plates, but he wasn't allowed to get them until he was 23. So 23 is how old he is when he starts uh, translating these stories down. Okay. Uh, so. But. I was trying to figure out why he had a high-pitched voice. He wasn't writing that when he was a child. You know what? I guess it was just more of an artistic choice okay. I took with the character. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Settle in children. Now it's Book of Mormon story time. Alma and Mosiah were both righteous dudes, and they had sons who were less than righteous. Alma the younger and the sons of Mosiah. Alma is the is the prophet of the land, prophet of the Nephites. Mosiah is the king. Okay? They're both spiritual, they're both good dudes, but one's in charge of all the spiritual stuff and one's in charge of all the king stuff. Alma's got one son named Alma the Younger <laughs> and uh, Mosiah's got several sons called um, Sons of Mosiah <laughs> and they ran no together they names. ran together and they they were hoodlums okay they were bad they hated the church they rebelled against Jesus they made fun of people that went to church and then God struck Alma the Younger down, just struck him down and put him into a coma for a few days. And while while he was in a, a coma, he was racked with guilt. He was just like, he saw death. He saw his fate, that he was going to go to hell and he was going to be tormented forever. And then he saw Jesus and Jesus saved him from that. He comes back. He's been born again. And he converts his his homies, the sons of Mosiah and they, uh, the sons of Mosiah want to go be missionaries. They're so zealous now. They're just, uh, they're so excited for, to tell everyone how, how wrong they were. They're like, we got to go. We got to, we got to tell other people about this. Now keep in mind, the book of Mormon is racist. (laughs) So we've got the Nephites, who are the good guys because they're white. And then there are the Lamanites who are the bad guys because they're brown or they're brown because they're the bad guys. And it's a real, it's a real, uh, chicken and the egg dilemma. Yeah. Who, who knows? But, uh, they are going to go to the wicked Brown Lamanites and teach them about Jesus and that's crazy. Don't oh man, they're because they'll they'll kill white people out there. All right, you go into the Lamanite land, they'll they'll take you. So, Ammon, p- perhaps the most famous son of Mosiah, uh, because he because he has a name. <laughs> that's the thing. That, if you guys want to get remembered, you got to get names. <laughs> uh, it's good PR. It's good PR to have a name. Ammon. He goes uh, and uh, wanders into Lamanite territory. And they f- and he gets captured right away. And they bring him to the king. King Lamoni. Take him to the king. And they're like, yo, king, we're about to kill this, this cracker-ass fool. <laughs> and, and Ammon's like, hey, man, I just want to be your servant. I just want to serve you. Be your servant. And King Lamoni's like, are you for real? 
He's like, yeah, I just want to be your servant. He's like, okay, man, you can go. It's weird. It's weird that you came out here for that, but like, it's fucking white savior tourism shit. <laughs> you just need you just need some photos for your Instagram or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you want to go work with my uh, sheep? You can go herd my sheep. So he sends him out to herd uh, sheep, and uh, then. So he's out, he's taking the sheep to some water with all the other servants and the, there's bad Lamanites show up and they scatter the king's sheep. They scatter them. They make them run. They're just like, blah, 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 get out of here, sheep! And the, and, the sheep. and the sheep run away. And all the other servants are freaking out. They're all freaking out. And Ammon is like, what is your... What's wrong? And they're like, oh my God, oh my God, the king's going to kill us. The king's going to kill us this way. Uh, the last time all of his sheep were scattered by those those bad men, uh, he killed he killed all the servants. And Ammon is like, listen. Not to be the white savior, <laughs> but if you considered just like rounding the sheep back up. <laughs> And they were like, no, we have not. No one has considered that. This guy should be our leader. I like this guy. So they round the sheep back up. And they get the sheep back up. And this is uh, this is groundbreaking. You have to understand. <laughs> you have to understand that at this point, Jessa, at this point, no one had ever. I, this seems normal. This seems natural to us right now. But that's just because it's 2018. Or is, of course, no one before Ammon ever thought to round the sheep back up. This was groundbreaking shit that only white Christian loving. I just can't believe that this, that these Lamanite people, their whole, their whole business is, is sheep. And they also have the added incentive that they will be killed. If the sheep gets, and and no one, no one, but this outside, this, this, this uh, Zarahemla outsider over here uh, is the is the first one who's like, why don't we just uh, you know uh, just kind of put him back in the same spot? <laughs> Truly, a man of God, inspired. They're like Lamoni. I don't. I don't know if you've been paying attention to this white kid, but like, he's got a lot of magic powers. <laughs> For instance. The sheep were scattered, right? You know how bad that can be. And he like, he like stood there and just watched where they went, and then just, <laughs> and then just went and got him. He just went and got him and brought him back. It was nuts. So he brings them back, and they're back, and they're all the sheep are back together again, uh, and they're they're drinking they're drinking water, and those bad those anarchists <laughs> show up again. They're they're here to just scatter sheep. They don't kill the sheep. <laughs> they don't steal the sh- king's sheep. These criminals are so bad. Their only their only aim is to scatter them. Are they temporarily? Eight? Maybe, maybe they're just knocking on doors. And they don't. Away. They don't. They don't say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to the sheep. So they're coming. They're coming to scatter the sheep again, and all these, all the servants. Uh, I mean, they're they're terrified. They're like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! We just got them back. 
we just got these sheep back and are we going to have to do this again? Uh, and Ammon says, you guys stay with the sheep. It's again, forward thinking ahead of his time. He was like, stand around them and don't let them <laughs> run away. Uh, now I'm going to go, uh, kill some brown people. And he, (laughs) (laughs) I think he, uh, oh, he takes a sling. I think he takes a sling. He goes out into the water and these guys are chasing him down and he, he, he takes a sling and a rock, you know, David style. And he just hits somebody and, and like cold cocks him straight in the face and kills somebody or whatever. I don't know. Then they're all charging after him and pulls out a sword uh, which, why did they let him keep his sword? He's he's their known enemy walking around in their territory, and he's like, yeah, I just want to be a, a sheep herder. And they're like, yeah, you can keep that sword. <laughs> he's clearly here to kill your king. What are you doing? So he, they allowed it, he pulls out his sword and then just starts chopping arms off. Oh, my he God. He cuts. He doesn't kill. He doesn't he doesn't kill anybody. First, he was just hitting people in the face with rocks. But now he's like, he's like, I'm a man of God. I'm not here to kill anybody. I will chop your motherfucking arm <laughs> off. <laughs> Don't you raise a hand to me, boy. Whack! <laughs> cuts, he cuts arms off left and right. Cuts arms off. And he just chop. And, like, and, and I think that they all just, they formed a single file line. <laughs> they all formed a single file line with arm. And they, they all came to... to to like, do you ever you ever play Goldeneye and they do the chopper? You know, you do a karate chop and Goldeneye. They're all just doing that against a guy who has a sword. And so he's just like, wow, these guys, these these dudes have never seen a sword before. They're like, what? I don't. What just? They're like they saw they saw their friend, they saw their friend uh, Lim Hai get his uh, arm cut. They're like, what just? I don't know. He just waved that shiny stick, and then his arm turns. Now his arm is in the stream, and there's blood shooting out of it. Well, your turn. You go get it. And then like that, the next guy walks up. Oh, oh, fuck! Oh, he did it to me too. Oh, fuck! Fuck! His stick hurts. His stick hurts, guys. But they all just one by one got their arms chopped off by Ammon, and um. The servants, the servants who who could not think for themselves to to gather up sheep, <laughs> took it upon themselves to gather up arms. They were like, "No one's what? gonna believe this shit." We we they like they told someone they're like, "Hey Jeffrey, Jeffrey, get that bag and put all those arms in that bag." No one's gonna believe this shit. So they took the arms back to King Lamoni. This is just for chasing sheep. This is for chasing sheep. The king's sheep. The oh. king's sheep. Sorry. <sighs> don't scare them. It's bad for the milk. I don't know. They so they take him back and they're like, uh, that white boy that you put in charge of sheep, uh, just cut off sixteen dudes' arms. Here's a bag full of arms. <laughs> and Lamona's like, what? Bring that kid in here. So they bring Ammon in, and he's like, uh, Ammon, and the guys are saying stuff about you. They're saying, oh, no, no, you know, I forgot where, fuck, I forgot a part. He said, he said, where is this man? Bring this man to me. And they said, sir, 
he's tending to your horses. And Lamoni was like, what? Lamoni was so moved that this man who was clearly so powerful could hack off the limbs of his, of his enemy was out tending to his horses. What all the servants were supposed to be doing. They're right. all supposed but to be doing that. Arms. But yeah, but they were like collecting arms and like bringing like, hey, is you seen this shit? And Lamoni is like, uh, it's like that that guy's a true servant right there, still taking care of taking care of my horses. This is this is a crazy man. Uh, meanwhile, all the other servants are like, fucking Ammon, like this, <laughs> you you chopping off 17 arms wasn't enough this guy's making us look bad listen i liked it when he had the whole gather the sheep back up <laughs> idea but don't you think he's getting a little too <laughs> anyway so they bring him in and he's like uh these guys tell me that you're pretty powerful you're pretty powerful you chopped off all these arms you uh, somehow gathered sheep back together. Uh, you're going to have to tell me how you did that one. Later, later. What's, are you, are you God? What are you? And he's like, ah, I work for God, all right? I work for God and I can tell you all about God. And he puts Lamoni to sleep like Alma the Younger was in that coma, you know, where he saw Jesus. Uh-huh. He puts Lamoni down in a, like, lo- like, uh, Ammon just like starts teaching to teaching him or whatever, and he get he gets struck down. Now, this is going to look pretty bad for Ammon when uh, people come in and uh, there's the foreigner uh, with a bag full of bloody arms and <laughs> and a king who Ammon swears is asleep. <laughs> In the middle of the day, <laughs> he's just like da 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 da. I didn't kill him. I didn't, he's just sleeping. He's just sleeping. Uh, God put him in a coma, right? Uh, and then King Lamoni's wife wants to know what the fuck is up. Ammon puts her to sleep. She goes, lays down in a coma. Uh, and then I think Ammon goes and drops into a coma himself at some point. The whole village now is like, what the hell? Some of the 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 sheep scattering dudes, I think, tried to kill. They're like, well, we'll just kill this white devil while he's asleep. And then, then Ammon woke back up or struck him down or something. I don't know. Whatever. They come <laughs> back to life, and they're like, we've seen Jesus, and he is white. <laughs> <laughs> Please keep in mind that the Book of Mormon is racist. <laughs> I feel like you guys think that I am racist because I keep I keep bringing race into it. I promise you, I promise you, I am not. <laughs> I am giving a, a very good retelling of exactly what the Book of Mormon says. Uh, and they were like... Uh, uh, Jesus is white, and if uh, and he told us that uh, if we had just uh, listened to the police officer's instructions, uh... <laughs> 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 <You know? laughs> so fucked. Uh... 
<clears throat> and then they all convert. They all convert. Ammon, Ammon teaches them all about Jesus. He got like, you know, and this is like held up. I, I studied this story as an example of how to be a better missionary. I was like, okay, step number one, serve. Be a servant. Like that's that's what Ammon tried. Ammon didn't try to teach. He got he went there and he was like, just put me to work. I'll just serve you. Yeah. You know, you know. Step number two. Uh <laughs> gather sheep. Yeah, that's I can I that's some I think that's a good metaphor. You gotta gather sheep up. You gotta show, you know, concern. Step three, <laughs> chop a motherfucker's <laughs> limb off of his <laughs> sheep scattering body. Uh Anyway, he was super. Except for put people into comas. Put people into motherfucking comas. Um, these people became so they they're so devoted to Christ. So these are these are were vicious, warmongering, just slothful, uh, uh, greedy. Uh, uh, brown people. <laughs> this is this is a direct quote. Like, you can be like like, and the Lamanites who were brown were also, <laughs> and then they list all these terrible qualities about the Lamanites. They were shiftless, uh, devious, devious, cunning. Yeah, but they also like were just seemed to just be pranking each other's flocks. Is all they're like. Wah, wah. <laughs> they seem to be living quite peaceful lives, but. Uh, they became so devoted that, like, they became more righteous than the Nephites, and that is that's hard to be more righteous than the. Keep in mind, the Nephites are white. Okay, <laughs> keep in mind they're supposed to be righteous, and the and Ammon was such a good missionary that uh, even uh, even those shiftless devious brown people <laughs> could learn to love god it's amazing holy shit how good so yeah can i do you mind if i keep going do you want no, do you want some going. more do you want some more i do uh Later, wait, this is at the end of the book of Alma now. Uh, this is way later. So those, those sorry, well, sorry, I won't skip ahead too much. The Lamanites, Lamoni. He is so converted. He buries his weapons of war and every, every all of them do. They all so bury their swords. Vision, uh, village and shit. Yeah, they all convert. And they all make an oath with God, a pact with God that they'll never be violent again. Never. Okay. So much so, they uh, they got at one point they just got murdered. There was other there were other uh, bad Lamanites that came to fight them, and they refused to take up arms because they had made a pact with God, and they were like, uh, you know, we. We made a pact with God. This is what we'll. This is what we'll do, and this is where I think you would expect in the story for their faith to be rewarded. <laughs> you know, like they had. So they're like, we won't even. We won't even pick up our swords 
we don't we love God too much to do that. And you'd think that God at this point would step in, intervene, and smite the you know, he's already proven that he can just put people to sleep yeah. all the time. Uh but like now this invading army is coming of bad people who worship Satan uh, and, uh, you know, put them to sleep. But here's the real genius of Joseph. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, listen, if I tell, if I, people are going to be expecting God to do a whole bunch of shit for them. But if you put in, if I already lay the groundwork for like, hey, you know, sometimes good things happen or bad things happen to good people. Yeah. If that's already like doctrine, I get to write the doctrine. I can, I can, uh, he could have, if that mo- he could have saved them. He could have. Joseph is the author of this story, but he's like, no, those Lamanites came in and murdered all of them. <laughs> they just, they just killed, they just killed them all. But then they were so, they were so, uh, sh- struck by the faith of their brethren that are just like you're really gonna let me stab you and they're like yeah and it's it's just not that much fun it's it sounds fun to stab a million people (laughs) until you try it you can get like five five people in you're like i think i'm done stabbing you know (laughs) everybody stabs five people and and you're just like ah this feels weird now i don't know is I thought they were going to fight back or something. This is weird. And so then they were all, they were all really impressed with how faithful they were that they laid down their swords and, and, and went home or whatever, whatever. Well, after they killed them all though, they killed a bunch of them. I don't think they killed all of them, oh. but still whatever. Uh, this is how, but then that I feel like it's a genius for when, when later pioneers are like, uh, but Joseph, why isn't God saving us yet? And he's like, Hey man, you remember, yeah. Uh you know. <laughs> you could just talk about the There's another there's another point where um Alma Is it Alma or Alma the Younger? It's Alma and Amulek. Watch a city of believers get burnt. And Amulek is like, "Why the fuck isn't God stopping this?" And Alma's like, "Hey man, God's a bitch. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It's just, it's weird. It's so weird now to, to, to look on these stories with that lens because, uh, at the time I didn't see anything wrong with it. I was just like, yeah, sometimes, uh, like in my mind, it was just evidence that we had agency, that we had agency and that God lets us act out, uh, like God's not going to just intervene all the time. Like yeah. he lets people and then he sorts people out in judgment or whatever, you know, that was something in Christianity that bugged me. What did they call that? The something of God where he would pick and choose what he would intervene on. Right. And, uh, fuck, that's going to drive me nuts. But I think about that all the time when, people are asking people to pray for stuff and it's like, yeah, but then, so if you get what you are praying for, mm-hmm. then that's proof of God. And if you don't get what you're praying for, then that is the sovereignty of God. Sovereignty. Is that the word I'm looking for? Hmm. I don't know. Sovereignty is like kingliness. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Um, all right. Speaking of Joseph being a genius gaslighting everybody, there is a story, speaking of Alma and Amulek, 
where they uh, they run into an an antichrist. His name is Korahor, and Korahor is he gets like a chapter or whatever where he gets to just like give his spiel. And here's the thing, Korahor makes sense now. Korahor now the antichrist. When I read it, it's just this really reasonable argument against uh, their their uh, religious oligarchy, you know. And um, I like Joseph saw the that coming and prepared for it. Wow! So that if any if anyone ever raised that argument, all people had to do be like they're just like <laughs> I don't know. It sounds a little bit like Korahor to me. Like you're already an antichrist. By by raising this by if you have a, this if you try to make this really reasonable argument oh God, they're so like slick. oh oh uh, like like modern day Mormons are like uh, where have I heard that before core whore uh, it's yeah it's very slick it's very very slick wow so he, in he writes into his religion uh, examples of dissenters. And like gives them space to talk about like they have his a whole chapter of talking about why religion is wrong and why God is dead and all this bullshit. Uh, and then that guy and then in the next chapter, God strikes that motherfucker dumb. <laughs> like he doesn't he can't talk anymore. And then like he's on his deathbed dying, and then God gives him the power to say one thing, and he's like, I was wrong, God is real. And then he and then he goes to hell. Oh wow. He dies and goes to hell. And it's just like, ooh. Is genius. God That's damn. so smart. That is so smart. Mm. Well, that wasn't exactly what I thought the episode was going to be like, but that is that's an hour long thing right there. Uh, what do you do? I was imagining just doing little short ones. That was an little hour? short ones. It's been an hour that we've been recording now. Wow. All right, so this is this is a new thing that we want to play around. The Sunday school with Aaron is an idea that like I want to I want to uh, take acid and tell Book of Mormon stories. It's an evolving idea, so I don't know. Bear with me. Uh, I think we'll get better at it. Uh, I want my I want to do like a video series of it, yeah. you know, but uh, this may be a good origin story for it i think it'll turn into something other than this but yeah i, I know like was it. this enjoyable i know we don't have a lot of um commentary in the patreon or whatever but uh we would love to hear feedback um uh i would love to hear feedback if you were like uh yeah this really really funny really really great we love <laughs> we loved all of it and uh would like more of it um or if you're just like i don't really uh get the appeal of uh aaron talking more than he already does <laughs> felt like we had enough of that in regular episodes and eh, i don't i don't really get it i don't get it uh either way let us know and uh cuz i want to the Book of Mormon is full of cool stories. <laughs> and I want to tell them all. Did it get loud in here? <laughs> Fuck. If you put a Mormon and a nut together, this is what they sound like. Aaron.